Hey, this is great. I'm glad you found us. Welcome to the conversation. This is the Wags and Fresh Podcast. Well, the loveliest thing that I ever did see was a young man dreaming of what he could be. This episode of the Wags and Fresh Podcast is brought to you by Fresh Start Chiropractic. Located at 6 Shore Road in Linwood, New Jersey, or you can visit us on the web at drfreshnewjersey.com. That's drfreshnj.com. Also, please check out our website at wagsandfresh.com, where you can see all the updated info about the podcast, as well as information about the books that John has written, some videos he's done as well, soon to have some merchandise there as well. So enjoy. So we're here probably week five at this point, maybe even longer of uh, staying at home and, um, you know, trying to continue to do what we have to do. Uh, and again, I think we've, we've talked about that both offensively and defensively uh, through these times. Right. So, um, so now that I think that, uh, you know, I set my defense and I know what I'm doing there and I'm trying to do what I can on the offensive side. Now it gives me a little time to reflect. Right. And, and uh, I'm finding myself, thinking about much more um, about how things are making me feel and how I'm making people feel um, in these times. So, you know, that's really kind of the question I have out there is how do you feel? Um, and, and maybe a secondary question that is, how are you making people feel? So, um, you know, real quick, I'll just kind of start it off with something that somebody said to me last week. It's a, it's a very, it was a very sort of, you know, it was a compliment in, from my perspective. I don't know if they meant it to be a compliment, but it made me feel good. And what it made me feel good was because somebody, I was talking to my cousin and she was like, how are you dealing with these times? You know, um, you know, being at home, she's like, you're the busiest guy that I know. Like you're always moving, doing something, you know, there's never downtime. And so how are you dealing with this? And Jesse was, was there and she says, he's still as busy. He's still as busy as he was before all this. Um, and that kind of made me feel great i don't you know just because a somebody gave me a compliment like that in my opinion that's a compliment and then on top of it you know seeing that nothing's changed in that realm sure the details of what i've been doing is different but not necessarily you know the concept so anyway that's that was something that made me think about that you know my how i'm feeling about things yeah i mean everything is to make you better Mm -hmm. so whatever it is and just because somebody can make something sound scary doesn't mean it's lost its purpose of allowing you to be better. Right. And then when you do think that it's scarier and so scary that it, it's not a situation where you're supposed to be better, then it's time to grow because it's still a situation that you're supposed to learn how to be better because that's what being alive is all about. One of those things that I've learned to be better at, because I did get into, you know, how do I use the technology to insulate myself, um, you know, as much as I can, I, you know, we, we use the, it's funny how these devices have started off to be um, an external device. And then, but you really learn quickly, how do you, how do you do both? How do you perceive or project external, but at the same time <laughs> become super protective and insulate? You, usually, you can use the technology for that. And a good example of that is, hey, I, I text way more than I talk to people. Well, that's not at work. I talk to people all the time. But personally, I almost never talk to people. Um, I, I just text. 
So I insulate myself in just that manner, just one less step. And in my mind, I've justified it saying, hey, this is still staying in touch. This is good enough. This is all I have. It's, it's almost like an insult, too, in some cases. You know, like, this is all I got for you. I don't really have the wherewithal to actually want to talk to you. But, you know, here, don't please just let's not make this a real long text string. <laughs> Can you just give me a blur right. back and then we go back and forth? So I've started to recognize how I've done that and then said to myself, well, that's probably making that person not feel great. And uh, so there's been a lot of situations obviously coming up recently, a lot of questions that have come up, um, you know, about, about and, and I won't go into the details, but just things about, you know, um, how can you do things differently in that way? And we've talked about this type of stuff before, but just picking up the phone, it's, it seems pretty basic but just picking up the phone versus that that insulation that you've created for yourself can make a world of difference for the person on the other end of that phone yeah well i think you know here's the here's the fine line right you know where is where's the aspect of it that you're not really doing it for them you're just so bored that you're trying to find things to do so you're really just doing it for yourself and where's the point that you truly grow and learn and learn what is important it could be for sure. If, if it's just a, if it's just a, something on your to-do list, because you say to yourself, Hey, I can, I have the time now to do that. Then yeah, it doesn't have the right motivation for sure. But I think if you say to yourself, at least I can, because I've done a good job at insulating myself. I, I, I can honestly say like, Oh, I could text these people right now and every, and they'd get the information. It would be fine. But would it be nicer? Would there be a night, a little, more of a personal touch not sure is there a motivation of okay yeah that this is going to be good for me because i'm giving to somebody and maybe i'll get some a feel like i did something great or good or whatever but, but isn't nice. the, isn't the isn't the magic in making the call when you don't have the time well for sure for sure but like that there's all, the magic i mean it's nice to call when you have time but you know the power beyond all of it is is when you do things when it's at the sacrifice of your time or it's when you don't have time or it's when you do something that, you know, where, where there's sacrifice involved. That's but, just how we're wired. But don't you think, and we've talked about this before, don't you think we all have the time to do that? We just are making choices to say, of course, that's I, the point. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make that call because I'm going to justify it by not having enough time. But the reality is now, you know, it's just, I think this whole experience is giving us time to reflect as I'm sure a million people are talking about it in different ways. Um, but the, but the reality is I, for me, I think I, I just have taken, I'm just in that mode right now. This is the, just the state of mind I'm at at the moment after weeks of, you know, being here, uh, saying to myself from an emotional perspective, what are those, what are those things that I could be doing? And I, and I'll be honest with you, I was doing some of these things before, like along the way, but I was chalking them up as being um, not, I was diminishing the importance of them. Right. So I was doing an act that I, I knew was a good act. I knew was a good thing to do. Um, but I kept saying, okay, well, that's just, I kept diminishing that. And, and when you do that, you minimize the, the importance of what that is for yourself and for that person, because then you could say, okay, I did it and I ticked a box and I can, you know, move on but if you realize like no that's really important for that other person and one of the calls i had to make this week i had to emphasize to the person 
Like, I know that you want to be the hero in this situation. You want to come, come back and show us how much you, you're committed to what's going on at, at work. And, but the reality was, I was saying, I, I, first of all, I'm telling you right now, you should not be doing this. And um, I, I couldn't really go into why, but um, I'm, I was saying to the guy, like, I, I can't feel comfortable with you doing what what is being asked of you here and um and i need you to know that you or you're not going to be judged and you're not your work performance your long-term career with this company is going to have nothing to do with this decision so do not put that into the equation because and it was important for me to do that because i know he's struggling right now with everything going on he has a he's a very anxious person about what's going to happen and will he lose his job? And, you know, so I know he's worked up about that, which I'm sure on some level we all are, but I know specifically he's, he's really wound up about this. And um, so I needed to, I needed to call him personally, even though his boss had already called and told him all this, I just felt I needed to call him personally so he could just hear it. Like, you know, this is when my title or my position has to be used for what it needs to be used for, which is, Hey, a higher up in the organization is calling you personally to tell you not to do something or to do something. Right. And, uh, and I felt like that was an important, that was, emo- that was driven by emotion because I, I couldn't, I couldn't see that person put themselves in that position. I wouldn't allow it. You know, it was driven by emotion. So what, what do you think um, is something you're going to make time for? moving forward yeah definitely a lot more phone calls i mean that's that's probably i mean the the, the only downside to that is that I, we're pretty much talking all day whether it's a phone call or a skype call or a business you know meeting call and you know microsoft teams or wherever the meeting's happening it's almost like every single hour it's just talking or listening um so there is a little bit of that that's that's going to be a tough balance because it just seems like that's all i'm ever doing all week talking but it's not the right talking it's it's not the productive talking um and so yeah picking up the phone and talking to more people that i should be talking to versus texting them there are people that i can still text i'm not saying i'm not going to text because that's the appropriate relationship i have for them but there are people that i could pick up the phone and talk to more that I use text to, to say like, Hey, I still care about you. Here's a little blurb, but I'm not really not enough to pick up the phone and I got to do a better job at that. Um, that, and then the other thing I'm really, really practicing with the kids, um, you know, because we do these presentations on Friday nights and they're generally about topics that I don't know anything about, or I hear them talking about, but I don't really know what they're talking about specifically. Um, and on top of that, it's, it's also one of those things where they're, because they like that so much, depending on what it is, some of their presentations are a half hour long, right? So we're there from eight o'clock till last night, we ended at 1130, you know, before, before all of us did our thing and mine was 15 minutes. So, um, maybe even less. So there, there was a couple people that really ran on and my thing I'm really trying to do is just to stay engaged and listen in a way. Um, that is, uh, you know, it's just not a strength of mine. Being patient in that kind of moment is, I, I cha- I'm challenged with. Because uh, either A, I want to interact, um, and, and I realize that that's not the place to interact because they're talking about their thing. And, um, but and so those are the two things for me. Well, what about you? Well, one thing I got from the, the talk with Jason is that 
no matter what you want to do and all the stuff you want to do, it all goes through a relationship. So, you know, relating to what you were talking about the other night uh, with the kids, you know, is one thing that's similar for me. You know, it's not about the lessons and not about the my thoughts on things. It's just hanging out like two people would, even though that person, ha those two people happen to be a father and a daughter and right. just building that relationship. So and, and in my head, I I pictured it as a bridge. And I whether we go over the bridge in the same direction, whether we go over the bridge in opposite directions, whatever way we cross bridges or go over things in our life, I want the, be, the bridge to be so strong that, you know, we can always have a bridge to go over. And so I think relationships is the foundation of it all, even if that means, you know, putting inside, putting aside your gifts and your talents and your specialties and what are you going to do with that? And, and what right. do you think about that? And, you know, and just be two people like you would be two people in any other situation. So, you know, that that's the, the relationship part that I think is what everything else goes through. So all the greatest things in the world that doesn't have a portal of a relationship is, is, is not going to go through at all. And the bigger you make the relationship, um, then, you know, you can, you can drive anything you want through there. Well, um, the, the stronger you make the bridge that it, when there's a little, you know, when there's a, um, a pothole on the bridge, uh, you know, in that relationship, it's strong enough to, to deal with it. And you can get, you can go then focus on it and build it. Whereas if you don't build a strong bridge and there's a pothole in it, it might mean the bridge, you can't drive over the bridge. Well, I think more, even one layer deeper than that is if you're both more concerned about what happens if you go over the bridge, it doesn't matter what's on the bridge. Yeah, for sure. But then sure. You know, if you, if you're at that place, there's not really any bridge at all. That probably doesn't even exist if you're, you know, or right, you're you, walking like, in, you're walking you, in the spirit. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> but I, I think that's, um, you know, I, I think that's what a lot of people are probably at least intellectually or emotionally feeling. It's just a matter, you know, a matter of taking the action steps to do it. And I'll be honest with you, up until about a week ago, I wasn't thinking that way. I was verbalizing that or I was, you know, saying to myself, I get that. And, you know, but it was the actions that were missing or at least consistently they were missing. There was moments but there wasn't consistency in that. And that has been definitely a shift, um, you know, because I started to become aware that even though I'm saying these things and I feel these things and I have these moments, there are a whole bunch of other moments where I'm missing that opportunity. And, and what are you going to do less of? Correct. Exactly. Right. No, no, I mean, that's the next thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I going to do uh, less of? Um Ooh, that's I. It's it's tough because this this the world I've created because of the my like it, I am literally living the Groundhog Day. Like it's just you know the movie. It is. It is well, I'll, I'll go first and give you a ch a chance to marinate. So you know what I'm going to do less of is work. Mm -hmm. So work is not the amount of time that you're in an office punching a clock. It's the amount of time and space it takes up in your brain and your life. Right. And so so right. I am going to work less. Right. So it's what it's it's much more of a when I'm there, I'm there. When I'm not, I'm not. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that was uh, for me. I was always always to some. I think every, I think I think a lot of people at least have that part of what yep. they're considering doing less of. No, I agree. And it was like a long conversation I had with somebody at work the other day that, that they've been struggling for a while. And, you know, and I have trying to counsel them to kind of and part of it has to do with the fact that it's just 
the new the new world we live in within work um, prior to all this stuff and different players in that world and um, and then how we have to adjust to that um, and then she just hasn't gotten to that place that well there's I've no better to. time yeah exactly so she's she's open I mean what are you gonna do to when when everything's great and that's what you're focused on like it's the most important thing in the world or right. when you realize that maybe you know you can learn about something about life a little faster than when you're 80 i'm her i'm her accountability meter because she like three weeks ago she we you know she's like man coming into end of march she was super fried because of how intense when we did this new rollout of this new software system the they, they were working every weekend including the weekdays for like three weeks so she was toast um and i said we, you know, she's like, I got to put, put some days off request some days off in early April. So basically good for her, so, good. But, but she hasn't done it because every time I talk to her, I'm like, did you put those days in yet? Did you put those? Well, days sometimes, in you, you know, you know, sometimes we, sometimes we use things to motivate, right? Like sometimes yeah. we say things like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Just to have a little, just to give a little extra energy and focus on the day to, to, to say, you know, I'm going to do this day a little better because tonight and then we never really do anything that night. It was just a tool that we used to make sure that we were giving our best for the day. Sure. And then so, yeah, sometimes people, you know, do things like that. And sometimes they don't know how to turn it off. You know, I know people who work places and, you know, they've been working multiple days, like the people who work at the Walmarts and the different places of the world. And, you know, they don't have they don't they could want to say no. But when somebody asks them, they say yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and even even when I've been on vacation before and I go away for three days or I, you know, a week or whatever, all that is so abnormal to me that I lose half of it trying to get used to it. And then by right. the time I actually get used to it, I like never really. Back. Yeah, I, I'm going back. So yeah. it's 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 not like we've ever even had the time to properly reset because as much as you want to reset mentally and as much as you can talk about resetting or put aside 15 minutes a day, nobody's ever gotten this exercise in resetting before. And because of that, nobody's ever had this opportunity before. Right. And there's some things that have to be broken habits wise, neurologically wise Mm -hmm. patterns wise that can only be broken with going through these these experiences at this length of time that's why do you think like people go away and do a himalayan mountain or climb right. or why do you think somebody goes away to a 14 day retreat because they're going out of their mind on day seven but day 14 or day 20 or probably even the longer you do it yeah. you're compounding the benefits yeah because you have to break through uncomfortable yeah and to your point it's like we can sit there in the good times or the normal times or the comfortable times i guess is the best way to put it take our 10 deep breaths yep and then we could say well what if i ever had this experience this is how i would handle it but then when you actually have to handle it you're like wait i thought i'd do these things but i'm not doing those right because anything is abnormal just because something's easier or hard like easier or harder gets thrown around a lot Sure. I think it's comfortable and uncomfortable is really more about it because comfortable is easy yeah. and uncomfortable is hard. Sure. So, you know, you know, just because something is easy, like like or would be considered easy. Right. Sitting around with no stimulation for a day. I mean, try it for an hour. Right. S- sitting alone with no stimulation and just communication for a week. 
Like, would that be so abnormal? People did right. it for thousands of years. Right. But we, it would drive us crazy. Well, one of the things that I, not, not that I'm a fan of cruises myself, but when I've had to go on cruises for work and things like that, where for these work related things, um, this was probably 10, 15 years ago that we were doing these. And back then having cell reception or being able to make call back or do emails was almost impossible. Um, you, there became a way to do it. You know, if you found the right place and the, you know, the right time of the day and you can get, you know, do check an email here, the right angle, right. With um, your le left leg up and your right arm out. Right. Exactly. But what I ultimately realized was what a gift that became, because not only did I, have to get disconnected for however many days even though i was there for a work reason i wasn't really even there for quote-unquote fun like there was my wife wasn't there there wasn't anybody there for me but um but what i found was it became the kind of the running joke that i always would go on cruises when i'd sent my sent my email out of office to say hey i'm, I'm all on vacation i went on a cruise because then it became a even though i i didn't it became the, the the little remark to everybody like you're not going to be able to count you know get in touch with me and i'm not going to respond to you because i can't i'm on a cruise ship and hey you know and i know that you can't do anything when you're out there so here became my built-in and it's silly that i even had to do that but it became the thing that i ultimately constantly was telling people i'm going on a cruise i'm going on a cruise and they're like man you go on a lot of cruises like yeah you know that's just a, it's an easy thing to do but it really was just me telling them I'm not going to be able to be reached even if I was sitting on my couch for seven days. Yeah. You got to, you know, whatever, have fun with it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, I guess I was just saying that because it was just um, one of those ways to your point about how we don't sometimes disconnect when we should be disconnecting in a way. And that's great that that's going to be the thing you take away from this is how do you, you know, making sure you shut it off when it's time to shut it off. You know, but yeah, uh, it's a good thing. But for me, I just I, I, I don't know if um, if there really is anything I can understand at the moment that I'm going to do differently, simply because my life is so different now versus what it once was. Obviously, I'm not traveling, um, which is a big part of what I would do uh, <laughs> uh, month in and month out. And th that reality is changed some things. And I will say if I was going to probably put it put a, something on it that may be it i might just travel less um you know i, I might have to make them tell me like what are your expectations because i'm going to hit that minimum because i don't have any interest in getting on planes and you know going to hotels regardless of all the, the virus or whatever else just just i don't want to travel like that you know like i want to if i'm going to travel i want to travel for vacation because think about this i was in a place where my family would want to go on a vacation and of course they wanted to get on a plane and go to a hotel and visit some place like California or whatever. And it was, that was sounded like torture to me. Oh yeah. You know? So I couldn't, it, once we were there, I was good, but the idea of the two and the, and, and the from, you know, wherever that was, was just, Oh, just, uh, um, torturous. And, and, and it was just, it's just one of those things where I just didn't enjoy it. And, and actually been romanticizing the idea lately of doing a road trip. Well, I think if there's something that you know you enjoy and that you're living your life in a way that you don't enjoy it anymore, then something's wrong. Sure. Sure. Exactly. 
Cool. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going through these ebbs and flows with emotion and I just figured it was one of those things that, you know, we could, we could spend a little time talking about cause um, you know, there's things that uh, we can be reflecting out of that. And even though the actions might sound at times, even uh, minor, as far as those minor actions shifts that you have to make those adjustments, it's coming from somewhere. And it's probably something that to your point, tapping into that you're do- that you want to be doing, but you you don't you're kind of dreading because of other situations, um, or, or you're just realizing, hey, I'm not really happy with my life, and and it may not even be some drastic like I dread it. It's just more like, you know, are there tweaks and adjustments that I can make that would make my life happier? Um, and it may mean just minor things. It doesn't mean that ever, and all this doesn't mean a gigantic overhaul. You know, it can be. Um, obviously that's always the most dramatic version, although probably the majority of time it always ends up just being a tweak here or there. Um, even though people are like, I'm going to change my life and flip it 180 degrees in the other direction. And they ended up, you know, going 30 degrees differently, but that's still a change, which is, nice. well, I, w- I would have to say if you're younger and when I was younger, many people's advice fell on my deaf ears. So, yep. uh, I'm just putting it out there in case it finds you well, um, if you're going back to something that's not your career or your career and you don't have you know, necessarily other factors to consider like families to support or, or whatever your situation is. Um, you don't have to go back. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, if you're unhappy, my suggestion, best thing you can do day one is not go back. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll compound that. And if you're, if you're, you know, it doesn't really matter your age. Obviously age only plays a factor. It just makes it, it just makes it, it just makes it more of a, you know, whatever. Yeah. More of a, more, more of a a sacrifice or more of a commitment or more of a, whatever you want to call it. Because but on the easiest, most basic level, you know, if you're, if you're riding solo and it's just you and your horse, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with taking a gallop over to that other town over there on the other side of the yonder. And I would say there's another group of people that that taps into too, which is, uh, you know, I'm definitely close to that group um, is, you know, the, are the people where they, their, their kids are adults and they, they all, they're now back in that. Okay. I have responsibilities. I might have a mortgage. I might have this, that, and the other thing, but you know, now's another opportunity to say, what am I to doing? leverage all your talents? I yep. mean, that may even be a, a better opportunity. Yeah. You I, have talents, I mean, gifts and, and proven track record. And who you are and what you're capable of do, of able of doing in the marketplace. And if you've planned well along the way, and you have your security in place, now's the time to let it rip. Well, and I would say that there's, uh, you know, um, you know, I, there's when you're younger, you know, you're you. One of the reasons you should take these risks is because you have time to to fix the mistakes, right? If they become and you and you primarily to your point are probably single, most likely don't have a family and kids yet. So your risks should be, you know, like the Gary V's talks about, continue to try to start companies. Like if they fail, who cares? Start another one. And I mean, I I think he would, I think he would minimize the word risk and and maximize the word um, find your way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think that there there is is no, yeah, there's no risk in living your life. Yeah. There's definitely a risk component in in all that. But on the other end that we're, we're talking about these, uh, you know, empty nesters or whatever, you know, the case may be, whatever you're calling it again, to your point that they, they can maximize it as much as they possibly can um, within because of their skill set. And one of the things I find interesting about this group of people is the how that group has a fear um, in a way that they shouldn't. 
right? So I've, I've had conversations with, with people and I use myself as an example. I, I'm sure you could as well. I mean, we, a lot of the people we know probably live in this world. We didn't really come from much, right? And when I'm, when I well, got their, married, their mindset, their mindset didn't mature with their great choices. Correct. Right? So correct. Th- their mindset is back from when they had a job, they didn't have any money. They were one of however many kids. Yep. And if they wanted something to eat, they had to go get a job for it. And, you know, it, it took a while to build it up. So, but, but what, but what I always tell people is that you, what, what do you think is magically different now? If anything, it's better now than it was when you started that whole journey, like you just described. And you were able to put this together, like where you're at today was built because of all of who you are and what you're capable of doing. And some, that person isn't gone. That person's still there. So if everything was gone tomorrow, you're still the same person that did it when you didn't have any skills or experience. So what would make you think you can't rebuild it? Like, that's the part that I don't understand people get to where they, they say to themselves, well, it's too yeah, much. It's not, it's not what you have. It's the person that got you there. <laughs> Correct. And you're still that person as long as you still want to be. If you want if you want to live in the fear mode and say that uh, that's too well, much I, I think and I think what comes into place is, you know, sometimes you look at other people's lives that they have things and their way got them there and they're happy with how their way got them there. And they really never had the desire to they Correct. were doing what they wanted to do in their Correct. lifetime. They, yep. they weren't missing out on something. Yep. And I, in a lot of times, all these concepts and you can't, you can't, we can't really apply them by looking at somebody's life sure. because the, the concepts we're talking about and, and the way you want to live and and those different things come happen at a much deeper level. Yep. And so, you know, we're always equating, you know, following that dream with having the success, but maybe following that dream means not having any success at all. Right. So, that, you know, so it, it's it's such a deeper level that it's hard to actually categorize anybody. So I think what it really comes down to is if you're the type of thinker that you've been frustrated and you've always had a dream. I don't care where you are. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care what you have in the back or what you don't. Um, today's a great day. Yep. Today's a great day to get it going. So, well, thanks for the conversation today, man. I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, we'll catch up soon. Sounds good. See ya. Keep the conversation going. Hit play.